we are live. I uh, got a little insider's note for you, a little gossip for you guys. If you're watching live and you're the first ones in here, a little, little tidbit of information that I tweeted out that this is our big live Christmas spectacular. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, same shit as always. <laughs> We're actually playing the hits. This could be con- uh, confused with the best of, possibly. Yeah, it's the same shit we've <laughs> talked about all year. But they'll be confused when they come in. They're going to say, where's all the Christmas stuff? <laughs> it's the same shit he's been whining about for 360 days. I did I did enjoy you uh, uh, slowly coming around to defend that guy from Sex in the City today. <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> he's not... He's, it sounds pretty bad. My defense is not of him. It's, you know, it's just wondering why these stories always break three days after the person was in the news. <laughs> that seemed a little unusual. Yeah, you had you spoke in a voice that uh, it sounds like you're wearing a detective's hat. <laughs> you, you, you know. <laughs> Fedora with a hat that says press on it. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, well... It's it's a very it's also a strange time uh, for dim-witted podcasters like myself. Dare I say the strangest time in history? Because I do want to talk about some of this COVID shit. Like I'm actually genuinely interested in it. It's not like when Trump was elected and everyone felt like they needed to talk. Like mm-hmm. I'm actually genuinely interested in some of this stuff. Yep. But it's also like people have to be fucking sick of hearing about it, right? Yeah, I got a fun COVID story for you. Well, let's save it. Let's get. Let's do that shit at the end. Okay. It's actually- and that way people can have fun, enjoy their their big Christmas episode here, and then bail once we start talking COVID if they want. Okay. Is that a fair deal, everyone? <laughs> nice Christmas deal. This is our last free episode of the year, I imagine, right? Uh. Yeah. And what a year it's been, yes. full of ups and downs and trials and tribulations. That's right. This will be our the next one. We're here will be our one year anniversary spectacular. That will probably also just talk about the same stuff. Yeah. And boy, a lot of guest stars have dropped by over the last year, huh, Craig? They sure have. This is where we play a reel of all the <laughs> the guests we had I wish nine I, months ago. I wish I had the time. I would have just that would have been wicked funny if we sat and watched our best of. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I come back from every clip. <laughs> I remember that. We've come a long way from there, haven't we? Oh boy, that makes me cringe. <laughs> Kirk 5K. Uh, Kirk 5K says, damn, 10 days of radio silence. Time to cancel. No, 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 no. 10 days of radio silence. Oh, no, no, no. What are you out of your mind? Yeah, no. It's our it's no, technically last free episode of the year. Yeah, What's this, wrong with you? This will be the free episode next Monday. We're still gonna Put your be- head out of your ass. We'll bounce you. You know, you won't get to cancel. We we'll can, get your ass out of here. We can't afford vacations. No, Kirk 5K, I think, was one of the uh very early adopters of the Patreon here. I would say first wave. Definitely, I remember his name very early on. Definitely. Um, but uh, yeah, hey, if you want to subscribe to Patreon.com and get these zany live shows and uh, our big Christmas TV time capsule that we're doing tomorrow, you get Why Are You Laughing a week early, uh, More on Money, which will be on a more regular schedule. I've been doing one a week lately instead of two. We'll be back to two in uh, 2022. How's the, how's the stock market looking? Uh, fine today, but dog shit overall. Omicron, am I right? Yeah. Well, again, we'll get to it. <laughs> uh, but for a little uh, weekend update here, I went to see just very briefly. I went to see uh, Dan Soder on Friday. 
Ah. And uh, it was very funny because, so it was the thing, I guess second worst, uh, first worst would be a bachelorette party, I imagine. Yep. Of a group of people at a comedy show. Mm-hmm. Second worst would have to be a work party. Cause it's just people that you're organizing. Like they don't have anything in common other than they work at the same place. Right. And they're going to an event that they didn't choose to go to and just getting drunk. Was this at the Wilbur? No, this is at, um, laugh Boston. Really? He's in the club. Uh, yeah. I mean, Soder's like, I think he's like on the brink of doing the Wilbur cause the tickets for laugh Boston were $40, which they're always like 25. Right. Um, but anyways, uh, there's a work party off to the side and uh, Mike Racine opened for Soder mm-hmm. and kind of made note of it. Oh, before I forget, while I'm on the openers, I witnessed a joke thief. Really? Yes, which we'll be talking about in a minute. But uh, the the host, I don't know his name. His name was Patrick, but I don't know. His, I don't know who he was, obviously. Um, just blatantly ripped off a Tommy Jonigan joke. Oh, really? I wouldn't have caught he it. He just like he, I, I couldn't believe how blatant it was because I, I remember, like, I perked up right away. Yeah. A- and the joke was, um, uh, it's too easy to make people. Uh, I've never accidentally made a lasagna, something like that. Um, you know, I'm not doing it. It's proper due, but that's the basic joke. And that's like verbatim. I think Tommy Johnigan's might be, um, in an elevator or something like that. But it is a, it's so close to a Tommy Jonigan joke that it's weird that no one, like I noticed it immediately and no one said to him, Hey man, you're verbatim doing someone else's joke. Good thing you weren't at that work party. You would have just been like, I demand an apology. <laughs> you know, you know, what's funny is I didn't notice I did this. Mm-hmm. So I like my, I, uh, you know, I focused a laser focused in when he did that. And Alba said, I was like straight faced the rest of his set. <laughs> Well, yeah, you can't look like at him. He was same. stewing in anger. <laughs> you can't look at him the same. This motherfucker, get off the stage. Was it a local guy? I assume so. Yeah. Oh, I wish you remembered his name. Yeah. No, I don't know. Um. So yeah, Racine comes on and he mentions the the work party off to the side, like kind of makes reference to him. Like there's hey. one drunk girl, you mm-hmm. know, kind of being loud or whatever. And then uh, Soder gets on stage, and he he was not only killing, but like. Doing shit that I didn't fully expect from Soder. Mm-hmm. Like, he has some material that's not, not like, edgy, quote-unquote. But, like, for him, I was like, oh, I'm surprised he's going, taking that angle with that, you know? If you hear him on, uh, the, on the radio and stuff, he, he doesn't give a fuck what really what comes out of his mouth. Yeah, he's, yeah, that, that's the vibe I got, which I didn't know. I thought, like, maybe he was trying to be more family-friendly. I thought he was going down more of a Nate Bargatze road. Oh yeah, I, um, I wouldn't but, have but thought apparently that. not. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that. Um. So, anyways, uh, the you know the work party starts piping up again, and Soder goes, uh, "Oh, Racine wasn't lying." <laughs> and he like kind of focuses on them and starts talking to them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, he was like polite. It was kind of addressing it, but like in a fun way. <laughs> and if you don't know Dan Soder, he's a very like fun guy, but a big dude with a very deep voice. Yes. Which bur- comes into play. Burly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he kind of like walks away from them and he continues on his set. And then uh, one of the girls starts yelling. She's obviously shit faced. She's like, you need a drink. 
you need a drink. And he's like, uh, so she tries to like send him up a drink and he goes, Oh no, I'm good. I'm an alcoholic. So I'm all set. <laughs> and she goes, you need a drink. And he goes, Oh no, I had too many drinks. And that's why I cannot anymore. <laughs> and then, so he kind of tries to like do, like he riffs off that a little bit, talks about like being an alcoholic and shit. And then she's like trying to hand, like go up to the stage and hand him a drink. And he goes, I'm an alcoholic. Like now he's getting pissed. Yeah. And so he, he like screams at her. And then um, there's this guy typing like on his phone, like right sitting right next to her, right next to the drunk girl. And he goes, uh, what are you, what are you Googling, man? And he, the guy goes, funnier comedians, <laughs> which is like kind of a funny answer, but it's always the standard for drunks where it's like, why are you at the show? That's pretty. That's a pretty good comeback. It's a good. It's that's hard to come back from. But Soder went from. Have you ever seen? Have you ever been like a, at a buddy's house when you were a kid, when like his dad gets mad at him? Oh yeah. <laughs> Where like you've only known the dad is like this fun. Hey, you guys need anything? What can I get you? Yeah, this idiot treating you all right. <laughs> right. To what the fuck is this? <laughs> that was Soder in a split second. Get them the fuck out of here. Shut the fuck up, you pussy. Like he's going off on them. And we were all, we were rip roaring, applauding him because, like, a drunk is also annoying to the rest of the audience, not just the comedian. Right. And Soder just goes, uh, I love Boston, man. You guys are immediately like, get those fuckers out of here. <laughs> Comics love coming here. They do. They Boston's a good comedy town. I think it's because you can really say anything and no one's going to bitch about it. More or less, yeah. Which is odd because it's so liberal, but we're we're like working class liberal, you know? Right. We're nineties liberal. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um. So yeah, that was that was fun. I enjoyed that. I am. Um, I am. I am just shocked that he's. Not at the Wilbur. How many shows did he do? Uh, I assume two Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday. That's a Wilbur. More than a Wilbur. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why um, he's not there yet, but I assume next time he comes to Boston, he will be. So that was one of uh, that was one of Alba's Christmas gifts. Dance order. Yeah. <laughs> Early gift. <laughs> what a. That I as a married guy, yep, with kids, yep. Do Christmas presents kind of go down? Like, can you get away with getting her less, or is it still expected? Uh, we kind of just get we split shit that we need. I like that. Yeah. Uh, right, I mean, good. before I mean, when, once you have kids, it like it doesn't fucking matter. Right. That's what I was hoping you would say. All right. Good. Yeah, because it's like, all right. Well, you got nothing to spend money on, so obviously you get each other gifts. Now you got now I have two kids. It's like. Fuck you. What do you need another jacket for? Yeah, I do feel bad. I got her all shit she asked for, other than soda. Would you, by that, to be honest, that's kind of for me too. So it does, <laughs> how, doesn't really count. How brave of you to get her something so thoughtful that I would enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's a soda fan. No, uh, but I got her all shit that she asked for. Yep. Which I'm like, I don't know. Am I supposed to do that? Um, you know, because there's supposed to be some surprises mixed in there. Well, we can talk. We can discuss because this will be out after Christmas. So if you need a last second thing, we can get some ideas flowing in this thing over here. The chat. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll be very helpful. Send some ideas of something I can get last minute here for the skirt. 
an engagement ring and say, sorry, the wedding's in April. <laughs> it's so last minute. No, I was more, I was more referring to the, the Mississippi wedding than the, engagement, yes, no, I know <laughs> than the engagement itself. There is, um, there is nothing, nothing worse than people, uh, throwing an engagement on you. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little story. I have friends that are, I guess the gentleman uh, made jokes about an engagement. Uh, should I tell this story? There's no way. <laughs> There's no way she'll hear it. Who, right? Who's she? Uh, this person. This person's no, no chance. fiance. No chance. Yeah, what the hell? Um, <laughs> so they're, they're uh, taking a vacation soon. And I guess he joked about, um, uh, it made some reference to like, oh, imagine if I proposed there or something. I don't know what the joke was, but something, something idiotic, I'm sure. Yep. And uh, so I guess she started telling her friends and family, like, pretty sure he's going to propose when we go on vacation. <laughs> so now like he's kind of obligated to. <laughs> How long have they been together for? Oh, uh, he was thinking of it anyway. Like he was, it was probably going to happen, mm-hmm. but it just got locked in now, you know? Well, that's, that's what I'm saying is like, if, if you've been together for more than three years, you can't joke about that. And I, I, uh, I think maybe even four. Yeah. Yeah. You just can't. Cause at that point it's like, you're either going to get engaged or break up. Right. So, um, <laughs> but tell me if this is weird. Cause this has been a big debate among uh, me and Alba have had this debate and then we've gotten friends in on it. It's been a big, big talk in our circle because I find it bizarre. Let me guess. But, uh, others don't find it that weird. Go ahead. Uh, the woman proposing to the man. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. That Actually, that I would find less weird. Really? Because I, I had a friend do that and I thought it was fucking weird. It's, it's unusual, but that I would find a lot less weird than this. What they're doing is I guess going to pick out the ring together. Hmm. And then <laughs> in like a month or two, he's proposing. <laughs> well, that ruins the surprise. <laughs> oh, does it, Craig? Uh, <laughs> if she hands him the ring, yeah. and so they give this to me in a month. See, I've heard of a ton of people doing that, so that doesn't surprise me as much. Really? I only, yeah, I know one person who was female that proposed to the guy. And at that point, you just kind of got to like kill yourself, right? If you're the guy. Yeah, I'd be very embarrassed, but I would just keep telling myself, hey, gender norms, we're breaking barriers, you know? <laughs> I wouldn't. But yeah, that would be, I would not like that at all. I would say no. <laughs> I, I personally wouldn't like it, but it seems stranger to me. Like you can convince me in this, you know, society we live in now that that's way hey, a woman proposes to a man. Now that's how it goes. It would save you. What about- I don't understand is the idea of a proposal when you're on vacation, when you picked out the ring and then you go, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That's like, do you act surprised? So what I did was I kind of, I, I used um, contacts to try to get an idea of the type of ring my wife liked. Yeah, of course. I would bring a friend, a close friend. So, so no, I had people like find out, I'm like, does she like a uh, square cut or like yeah. whatever? So I got all that information through outside. I'm sorry, I meant a close friend of hers, not mine. <laughs> right, 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 right. 
And then I actually went and uh, shopped for it with my mom. It was adorable. But, I mean, if the girl proposes to you, dude, you save like six grand or however much you spend it on a ring. Yeah, you're hooked on that, but that's not, I think this is so much weirder. This is another example of me presenting Craig a bizarre story, and I, he's fixated on something else. I have <laughs> This is the headphone case all over again, quite frankly. <laughs> it's nice to see those headphones in person. <laughs> um, but the thing I think is, it's bizarre. I've seen, the, the reason, I probably did the first time I heard it, but I've seen a bunch of people do that. Just the show, I, what I like to picture is the show. Of like him getting down on one knee and her, what what right <laughs> what is this right also if 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 my wife did that I would have probably broke up with her did what it was like this is what this is the ring oh yeah here like, you go no like, <laughs> I'd be like so that's all you really care about that's the other thing. Is like so. Yeah, how important is the ring versus the actual act itself? Yeah, yeah, and what it stands for. Yeah. Well, hey, there's been too much marriage talk. I just wanted to get that off my chest. I will say, uh, there was a uh, um, <laughs> me and my wife got into a fight one time. This was before we were married, but we were engaged. Like it was bad. Like we were talking about being done. Like we didn't meet. It was just one of those in the moment. Right, 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 right. Everyone has them. We're fucking done. Blah blah. And she's like. She's like, where are you going to go? How are you going to get an apartment? Blah, blah, blah. And I go, look at your hand. <laughs> <laughs> that caused way more problems. <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> I'll be taking that back from you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said that. I go, that's not fucking that's yours. Fun. I go, that's not yours till the wedding. <laughs> well, what a lucky gal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fights are weird, though, because you just say shit. The next day, you're like, I really fucking went there, huh? <laughs> I feel like if you're close enough, it doesn't really matter, though. Yeah, well, that's the thing. But I remember a fight. I may have said this on the podcast before, but uh, a fight we got in. We had a good year. This is a probably our last big fight, and this is a solid year ago. Um, but I was in, I was in a robe. It was like nighttime, obviously, and I was in a, my robe, and I also <laughs> had the headphones that I wear to bed which are like, it's a headband basically with headphones in them, mm -hmm. you know, so my headphones don't fall out at night and I can sleep comfortably, nice and cozy. Yeah. But I had this on while I'm yelling. <laughs> and the thought crossed, and I was very passionately making a point. And then the thought crossed my mind. She's not going to take me seriously <laughs> in these goddamn headphones. <laughs> and as I'm like, and another fucking thing, I slide it off my head. <laughs> <laughs> the, the worst fights start about nothing, too. Oh, yeah. It's all, of course. But the, then, the, then the friggin' broads, they cut deep, dude. They just say such horrible shit. And I go to myself, I'm like, I would never say anything like that. Oh, I've never had that, luckily. That would shatter me. That wouldn't uh I wouldn't recover from that. Oh, dude, they 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 play dirty. They know what they know it'll set you off. Yeah. I think there's well, a I haven't Bill, had that luckily. There's a Bill Burr bit about it and it's perfect. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um well we got into we gotta get into some of this stuff here that I've been jonesing to talk about. And can't wait to talk COVID. Speaking of comedy, um, the two best specials of 2021, I think hands down, and I put Bo, Bo Burnham's probably one of my favorites, but I put that in a separate category. It's not stand up. Right. 
Um, two best stand-up specials of 2021, easily Louis C.K. and Shane Gillis. So I didn't really care for Louis' special. Really? Yeah. What didn't you like about it? I don't know if it's because I didn't watch, like I didn't sit and watch it all at once. Like I hit pause. How did you watch it? Like I'd have to like pause it and then go fuck with my kids and make sure they were all right. Uh, that's no way to watch it. No, I know. So I I am going to uh, wait to give it an actual uh, review, but I did not like it my first go around. Really? Didn't hate it. I enjoyed parts. It was, uh, I thought it was vintage Louie. I thought it was old school Louie. Yeah. Like I thought it was his best one since, uh, I did a whole review about it on patreon.com slash blind Mike. But, uh, I thought it was his best since the first three, like, uh, shameless chewed up and hilarious. I love all. I thought it was the best one since then. I love all three of those. You know, he's, what he's doing that he's done in the last few specials is very Dalia ish that a punchline will just be like a noise or something. I'm just like, stop it. I haven't, I haven't found that at all. Uh, I do. I think you're way off. Yeah. I don't no. even think you watched the right special. I did. You know who Louie is. I spent 10 bucks on this motherfucker. Uh, I'm not buying it. I'll show you. I got well, it right I here. I thought it was funny, but Craig and uh, Rich Schertenlieb didn't care for it. I thought it was funnier than he thought. So, <laughs> so uh, well, he thought it was brilliant, apparently, because only, only one man could have these kind of ideas. Right. Um, so we talked about that. I talked about this uh, today, obviously, on KMS. But I wanted, there was a, at least one clip I wanted to play <laughs> that I find very funny. Um, but to set it up, should we play, just replay uh, the Rich and Louis talking about Goodwill Hunting? Sure. Why not? All right, we'll play a little bit of each just so you get the gist. Yeah, just tell me when to stop. All right. This is something that I said on the year last year, and I've said this before. As long as there's the part where there's where they're sitting there in the restaurant, and and they go, um, and they go, hey, do you like apples? And he goes. Why, yes, I do indeed enjoy apple. Enjoy these apples. Why would you ask me such a strange question at late at night at a bar or restaurant? And he goes, well, because I got a phone number. How you like them apples? I got a number. Like, who answer- okay, here's how that goes in real life. Hey, you like apples? Trying to set up like a, a really genius, I got you punchline. Someone says, you like apples? Say, shut the F up. What are you talking to me about apples for? Get the F out of here. You know, no one goes, sure, I like apples. <laughs> who says that? No one says yeah. So Okay, all right. It's a. Bit that actually, um, I've heard Joe List, who tours with Louie, and now I'm assuming maybe he saw this bit, and they, like, they've talked about this before, but I heard uh, Joe List make this point. I've heard a lot of people make the point that that movie is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, the other point that I've heard Joe List make about the therapy angle in that movie that I think is kind of brilliant, and I didn't pick up on it. Like, obviously... I like Goodwill Hunting because I saw it when I was a kid. But I think if you see it as an adult, you're like, oh, this is a movie about a superhero. I still I still like uh, that movie. I do. Yeah, but but it's but when did you see it first? First? Uh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, a while ago. I've seen it that, recently. Yeah, so I think if you saw it when you were young, that nostalgia kind of sticks with you. Yeah. Because now if you go back and watch it, there are some some holes. I still enjoy it as a movie, but there are some holes. And uh, Joe List points out that um, the entire movie, Robin Williams is trying to get Matt Damon to open up and get in touch with his emotions and his feelings and be comfortable 
um, opening up to people. At the end of the movie, Matt Damon turns and says, hey, and is about to say, I love you. And Robin Williams stops him and goes, I know, don't worry about it. Like waves him off. Which, as any therapist would tell you, is the exact opposite of what they would want. He's like, hey, all the bullshit we've been working on, just forget about it. You know what? Bottle that shit back up. <laughs> yeah. You save that noise for someone else. I don't want to hear how much you love me. Listen, Matt Damon, I'm not gay. Shut <laughs> up. Robin Williams did whatever caused him to be so bottled up. <laughs> His therapist just does that again. <laughs> But yeah, so there are there's some holes in that movie, and people have acknowledged that. But the do you like apple steak? So the, uh, let's hear now Louis's version. Oh, uh, <laughs> obviously it was not that. Louis, so I got yep, uh, contacted it. by two different people this weekend, and no, they said, "Hey, man, listen to this clip. This is." I was just having. Oh, okay. I was him playing it. Yeah, but he, okay. he, I left the part in where he explains, like, I got you. People are reaching out to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From the brand new Louis C.K. comedy special, and so he goes over. He tells his friends, "Hey, come here, watch this." And he says to the guy, "Hey, do you like apples?" And the guy says, "Yes." <laughs> and Matt Damon goes, "Well, I got a number. How do you like them apples?" And all Matt Damon's friends go, "Oh!" <laughs> Would say yes to do you like apples coming from a clear antagonist who's setting him up gathered his friends do you like apples god damn it I do <laughs> I wish I didn't I can tell this is not gonna go my way do you understand if he says no Matt Damon is he's got nothing all right, yeah, which we get. Now we're just listening to Louis. But, right. But, yeah, so Schoenlieb is like, this is ver- verbatim. He, he called it word for word. Right. You can hear it's not. Now, it is very close. It's the same point. They're making the same point. Correct. And so I've had this a lot in my life because I've watched a lot of comedy where I've thought something and then someday heard it on a, a stand-up bit. And generally my thought is, God damn, they made that funny, and I wouldn't have been able to do that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they made it, they made that into a brilliant bit where I had some basic thought and couldn't do anything with it. Or, hey, that's kind of cool. I thought of the same thing that Louis C.K. did. <laughs> Rich's point is, he must have, I'm the only guy that could have thought of this. Yeah. There's, And so, the reason I wanted to bring it back up again, because I, like I said, I know I talked about it this morning, but... um. I just wanted to play a clip where, so the whole, it, it, this is like a 15 minute segment and the whole time Fred Toucher's like, I don't know, man, it seems quite an ego on you. And, uh, Rich's, you know, his smoking gun against Louie is that pe- the people that DM'd him said, Hey man, he stole your bit verbatim. Right. And wouldn't you know, the guy that DM'd him happens to call the show. Uh, yeah. Brandon, go ahead. Hey, guys. Hey. hey. Uh, yeah, I did DM this to you, Rich, and I just said, you know, same observation about Matt Damon's apples bit and Goodwill Hunting came out of your month, uh, mouth months ago. Ha, ha, ha. I wasn't saying he stole it from you, and I think uh, it's, a, it's a little obscure to, to think that. I don't think he's listening to Sports Hub, but unfortunately, so I, I got to side with Fred on this. 
I didn't think you could possibly be a big enough egomaniac to think I meant that he ripped you off. <laughs> I do. I do have. I was just pointing out a similarity. <laughs> I like how he reads his text too. He's like, I said, ha ha ha. <laughs> 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 Obviously, you wouldn't believe that Louis ripped you off, right? You're not that fucking dumb. And I don't. I didn't cut Rich shirt and leave. I didn't cut this part either. When he goes, yeah, you know, several people reached out, and they're like, I thought you said two. And he goes, was that not several? <laughs> I don't. I don't think I caught that. Yeah, I was like, is this guy fucking stupid? And there is a weird thing. I don't know. Was it Adam Jones maybe filling in? It sounds like Adam Jones. Yeah, who is that was the on that day? Biggest cocksucker on the radio. He kept he kept pumping his tires. Like, oh wow, Rich. Who else? You only you could have thought of that. But like doing it seriously. Yeah, he's also. <laughs> like I think Adam Jones also thought it was brilliant. Like only Rich certainly could have mastered this. Adam Jones may be a nice guy uh, in real life. I have no idea, but he's like the ultimate. This team sucks. I can't believe you guys like him. I don't listen to him enough, but I hear that like he's just Felger light, basically. Yeah, but but tries more. Meaning what? <laughs> like like he in a does, good way or no? No, no. He he does what Felger does, but like never lets up. At least Felger will let yeah. up. He's just constant. it doesn't seem effortless. <laughs> like whereas like it's, that seems like Felger's personality. Because well, he, yeah, I pissed next to him one time. It was really awkward. Michael Felger. Yeah. What a fun story. Yeah, I did. You know what I love is I brushed by a somewhat known person's stories. They always go somewhere. <laughs> oh, no. It was just awkward because he said something. To, I forget what he said higher or something. And I'm like, I, I do want to talk to you, but not here. <laughs> not here at all. You said that? In my head. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, oh, so Felger was bothering you at the toilet. No, it was. Is that Craig and Coney? No, no, it was kind of like. Hey, a, very, <laughs> very good show. Yeah, very good show. That's me. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. That is not what I'm saying. <laughs> it was like. Oh boy, you heard it, folks. Craig saying that Michael <laughs> Felger couldn't get enough. Hey, let's see that cock of yours, Craig. I bet it's big and swinging. Which which bar did they used to? Uh, go live from in Boston. Was it Hurricane? Uh, Hurricane O'Reilly. Yeah, I think it was. So it was there. It was like between breaks or something. Uh, I was delivering there, and I went to use the restroom. We just made awkward eye contact. So we did like the hey, like like this is fucking awkward that we made eye contact at urinals. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. So, guys. For more of that uh, Craig Michael Felger interaction between two Boston media titans, go to patreon.com slash blind Mike. Yeah. Or you could check out a very good show. Yeah, check that out before we're not all dead. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anything happening in that world? Well, that's I'm my, always sorry I asked, but that's my COVID story. I'm waiting. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. All right. We'll get to that. Um, but first, speaking of Louie. I thought the most uh, baller move was to pay for an ad to open Saturday Night Live. Oh, is the open? I think it was the first ad either after the cold open or no, I guess it would have been after the monologue, right? That's all one break. Yeah. Yeah. So after the monologue, which I don't even know what that start pulling up some SNL sketches from Saturday because this was baffling to me. But yeah, so Louis C.K., uh, it was cool to see a bunch of comedians supported him. So like, many, uh, so many. I mean, obviously, like guys like Bobby Kelly and Louis J. Gomez were tweeting it out. 
Uh, but like Tim Dillon, Burt Kreischer, a bunch of guys were tweeting out the promo for Louis special and everything. But it is weird to hear people say, like, I saw this a lot on Twitter. I would look at, uh, I'd see Louis trending and I'd just go and see what people were bitching about. Yeah. And a lot of it was people saying things like, um, oh, Dave Chappelle gets two more Netflix specials and Louis advertising on Saturday Night Live. Cancel culture is a hoax. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. I think there's a difference between Louis literally being on like the red carpet of the Oscars and, you know, hanging with uh, Bradley Cooper in movies with Bradley Cooper and Christian Bale. Right. To self-releasing your own special and not being able to go anywhere and promote it. Like it is different. I'm sure he may still made uh, plenty of money, you know? And if you want to go see it, go support LucyK.com. Go buy the special, but I'm sure he made plenty of money on it, but you can understand how it's not the same as when he was doing late night appearances and he was like the guy, right? You know, like he was the guy in comedy and now they're writing like, Oh, I guess cancel culture's bullshit. And Louis CK is proof. It's like, I don't know, man, it's been four years. And it's not like it's it's fucking nuts in his story, whether you think it's wrong or right is just different from, I don't know, a Dalia or someone. It's you know? completely different. It's not even it's not even I've done it to death, but it's not even close to the same. He doesn't touch anyone. They say yes. And then they go, man, I wish I didn't. Nah, I didn't like that. That wasn't fun. Yeah. And then he says, and if they say no, he goes, Ooh, he gets all embarrassed, a big fatso walking away. But Sarah, <laughs> I know, I know, I, we probably talked about this before too, but Sarah Silverman said that she used to let him do it. I found it hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Or he would and then ask. Sarah got in trouble for that. Yeah. Or he would ask and she'd say, no, that's gross. Let's go get pizza. I think was her exact quote. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's the reason so yeah, he I, had the confidence to do it to anyone. It's her fault that he did that to everyone. <laughs> but it is weird to be like, yeah. I don't know. You cannot to not understand why it's shitty. Yes. Like, you know, Shane Gillis is doing well now, but you can understand why tabloids say uh, that show a picture of Michael Jackson, R Kelly and Shane Gillis is detrimental to his life. You can understand that, right? Or can, is it, is it oblivious? (laughs) I could not get it. I could not imagine going through that. It's wild. It is fucking wild. I hope it happens to me someday. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> you can one star me all you want, but download, please. Listen. That'd be great as a, uh, just me, a picture like, you know, three scumbags. It's me, Louie and Shane. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> They're all like, fuck. <laughs> all right. That was uh, one of my favorite stories from uh, Matt and Shane's secret podcast after uh, Shane went on tour with him. Or no, actually, it was before that. He saw him at it was the... was on com- Rogan, maybe, yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was before the tour. He's just saying that he saw him at the Comedy Cellar, and he oh. he asked Louie if he, they could take a picture together as a joke, but Louie didn't take it that way and just goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's like uh, Chappelle, <laughs> Chappelle said that uh, when he saw uh, Chris, Chris Tucker... At some party after like Chappelle left Chappelle's show and Chris Tucker went crazy 
And uh, he said it would be like seeing a unicorn and a leprechaun together or something like that. And then the OJ walked in. He's like, you fellas want to take a picture? <laughs> and they were like, no, 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 no. I would love to get a picture with OJ. Uh, I'm sure you would. I mean, we would have to, right, if we saw him? You seem like the kind of guy that would do that. I'd have to, I guess. But I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't feel good about it. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But, like, you have to. Yeah. How about the clicks? Wouldn't that be fun? I don't know what exactly you want me to play from this, but... Oh, so play anything. Just play whatever. This is what SNL did Saturday night. Target God makes last damn ads. Easier. Not, or not literally anything. Not ads. Stupid ads. Fuck Target. <laughs> Down with Target. I let it play too long. God damn, this is a long one. Yes, I just want to give you a taste it's of what was happening update. right now. It's weekend update. Michael Che. Perfect. With <laughs> Tina Fey and Michael Che. Hey, what's up? I'm Michael Che. And I'm Tina Fey. Okay, so this is the part of the show where we would normally do update. And Tina was going to do update with me because Colin is not here tonight. It's not what you think. He's having work done. <laughs> so we thought we'd read these dumb jokes anyway and just see if we can make So <laughs> it's weird. You guys ready? SNL without an audience. Oh, is very God. weird. It's oh, I didn't share the video. I'm stupid. Um, I actually find both of these people funny, by the way. Like I like Michael Che, and I'm a big Tina Fey fan. But just like that improv-y cadence that they talk in, the way they deliver jokes, it's it's weird without an audience. Yeah, and uh, the audience is Keenan Thompson, Paul Rudd, and Tom Hanks. <laughs> Good for Tom Hanks. And even like Tom Hanks, they make Tom Hanks sound corny and everything. It was just very weird. Um, but meanwhile, like every sketch that Paul Rudd set up is he's like, uh, we finished shooting this this morning. All of them were this morning or last night. And it's like, so you saw these people today <laughs> and they can't come in the studio? Yeah, I, I don't I that that part I don't was, get it. Yeah. I don't get what we're doing with this COVID bullshit. We're just pretending that it's that dangerous that you can't be around the same people you saw in the morning. Like I don't get why we're making pretend. Pete you know Pete Davidson got right on a plane and went to LA and he could stick his oh, face in Kim Kardashian's. Do you know ass. what happened? No. So uh while SNL was uh Basically, on he was at the movies with Kim Kardashian. Oh boy! So like Pete Davidson didn't go into SNL and went to a movie theater in Staten Island. Did they rent it out at least? You know, I would assume so. I don't think uh, Kim Kardashian was bumping elbows with some fat asshole eating popcorn. You I know? was gonna say her trying to squeeze into a seat with that ass. She was knocking everyone's popcorn everywhere. <laughs> Shit, it would be a whole scene. I guess it would be. She has. <laughs> The um, fakest ass. <laughs> yeah, but it was, uh, it's, you know what, before, before I go off on a COVID rant and we really dive in, I think we need to make sure the people are entertained. We just saw a little of what SNL did Saturday night and it's tough to do. Like I said, it's tough to do sketches and improv and shit <laughs> inf with no audience. Like it, it just feel, it has a weird feel to it. But there is a guy who's mastered sketch comedy. <laughs> he sure has. And, you know, I know some people probably think, hey, 
uh, you know, maybe Mike's been watching too many mafia uh, or listening to too many mafia podcasts lately. He's obsessed with these guys. He can't stop talking about them. But I think after you see this, you'll agree that we need to play at least one more Sammy the Bull clip uh, before 2021 closes out here. Um, he's getting into some character work. Yes. Yes, he is. Yeah. And, I, you know, just keep in mind, this is one of the um, most dangerous hitmen in mafia history, <laughs> Sammy the Bull Gravano, on his YouTube channel. The following is an important announcement from the offices of Sammy the Bull. Late last night, his social media accounts were deactivated from Facebook and Instagram. Sammy requested a legal representative from Meta, the parent company of Facebook and Instagram, come to his office and speak with him personally. Pause, pause, pause. Did you talk about... Oh, damn. There may be a little spoiler in there. <laughs> Go back a little bit. But what you just heard was a disclaimer that makes, you know, it lulls you into a false sense of security. Because mm. I thought when I watched this, I said, oh, boy, Sammy's going to, you know, flip cancel culture on its ear. <laughs> He's taken down the big wigs and uh, these tech giants that not only run social media, but run our lives, run our government, <laughs> you know? Sammy's finally going to cut to the core of this issue. And he does in only the way a mafia hitman can. And speak with him personally. Mr. Gravano, did you talk about Cuomo and mafia states of America? Sammy, you don't have to answer No, that. I'll answer that. So you want answers? I think I'm entitled to them. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Then why did Facebook and Instagram take you down last night? Huh? Pause. Pause, please pause. <laughs> now, that, you guys probably don't know, because that sketch has never been parodied before. No one And no one ever really references a line from this movie, but it is the film A Few Good Men. That was not an original work. I don't know if you're aware of that. <laughs> it's Sammy the Bull Gravano <laughs> reenacting Jack Nicholson's famous scene <laughs> from A Few Good Men with some topicality thrown in there. Because as you remember last week, uh, Sammy the Bull talked about Governor Cuomo. So, there's, you know, some topical news things in there <laughs> that he throws in. Now, I want to not only finish this sketch, but also that was it, by the way. Uh, there's a little more, I think, if I remember correctly. I have it paused on his goofy face he's making right now, if that's what you're referring to. Yeah, but just keep going. Okay. <laughs> huh? <laughs> hey, guys. We just did a little skit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As if there's anyone uh, thinking, what is this? <laughs> Sammy, why are you screaming at this woman? <laughs> oh no, is Sammy on trial again? I just love the cadence in which he speaks. So, hey guys, we just did a little skit. That was a little skit. You might be thinking, is that Jack Nicholson? <laughs> He's the gift that uh, that just keeps giving. Hey guys, that's a little that's a little skip. Now press like and subscribe. Sammy <laughs> uh, <laughs> is the great. Can you imagine if they if we dug up fucking uh, Lucky Luciano <laughs> and said, you know, you created this uh, Cosa Nostra 
you created the American Mafia, Chucky, and uh, we brought back uh, Meyer Lansky. You know, the forefathers of the Mafia. We said, someday, one of your most feared, (laughs) (laughs) one of your darkest, most brutal soldiers will be doing this. (laughs) (laughs) And play for him. A a Michael Scott look to the camera. Huh? Lucky Luciano. What? Lucky Luciano cooperated with government too. Did he? I didn't know that. He did in nineteen. I forget. It was some. Uh, it was some case. I forget it was. But when he was on some prostitution case or hit the one that he got in trouble for, mm. uh, they brought up that he spoke on the stand, and uh, he did not like that. Now, what channel is his sketch show on? <laughs> I didn't. I never saw it. Uh, some cemetery <laughs> in Italy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it'd be great if they all, that would have been great back in the day. If Sammy had like, uh, uh, like aces high basically from a casino. Yeah. Sammy, Sammy just does a cable access show. <laughs> Look at the Sammy bullets. <laughs> That's what he's become. I did. That didn't dawn on me till just now. He's become Ace Rothstein. <laughs> More or less. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little skit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the greatest. He really is. Um, all right. Well, we've dilly dallied long enough. Let's get into some of this COVID bullshit here. <laughs> what would you like to start with? <sighs> oh, uh, I don't know. We got- oh, well, I think the, uh, we have to start with the best one. I think. Well, I was going to say we also have that Tugger thing. Um. Okay. We can let's play that because because uh, that eases us into it. <laughs> yes. Is this COVID related? I don't even know. No, he he makes it so. But oh, okay, that makes more sense. Fuck. Let me pull that puppy up here. Oh, I assumed it was. I had the Sammy thing on a different page because we went to that. I already had it. You know what I mean? That whole thing. What are the What are the people saying in the chat? I feel like we've been all over the place. I never know if people enjoy these episodes. Uh, did Craig read Five Families? Uh, <laughs> Uh, did you? I'm not sure. Yeah, yes, I did. Oh, there's well, uh, your answer, folks. He is a walking mockumentary. <laughs> he really is. Huh? <laughs> they, he literally did the Frank Reynolds face. Do you remember the episode of Always Sunny when they shoot a commercial for uh, <laughs> uh, dick towels and the shotgun gunshot? <laughs> Yes. And Mac puts the gun in Frank's mouth and Frank goes, what the? (laughs) He's become Danny DeVito. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Chat's pretty quiet, actually. All right. Let's hear from uh, the Tuck man. So this is um, Tucker's going at CNN, which is always fun. But I just like the end. You know, we don't get enough of this in news. (laughs) Where? It's very important for who's considered a serious newsman to be uh, hooting and hollering like this. It's a lot of fun. We're sad to tell you something very strange going on at CNN right now. In just the past week or two, two separate CNN producers have been accused of child molestation. One of them was a man called John Griffin. He was just indicted by a federal grand jury for attempting to, quote, induce minors to engage in unlawful sexual activity. We're not going to get into details. They're horrifying. So he parties? fired. Griffin used to work for Chris Cuomo. He bragged about working shoulder to shoulder with him. We'll leave it there. Then just days after that story, Project Veritas exposed another creep at CNN. 
They published graphic text messages in a video. Huh? The CNN producer, apparently seen him. What'd you say? Well, I just said, really? I haven't seen him. Oh, he's got like rosy cheeks and the Costanza hair. <laughs> he, <laughs> he just looks the part. That's a fun look. Yeah. Producer fantasizing about molesting a child. Project Veritas said the producer also illicitly, allegedly sought explicit photographs of that child. So we called over to CNN to ask, is this one of your employees? We have the name, we're not gonna air it because none of this has gone to trial, but does he still work there? They didn't get back Of course we were lying. But this seems like a real story. (laughs) So to put it into context, as of today, there are more accused pedophiles at CNN than Americans who have died of the so-called Omicron variant that's supposed to be so deadly. That seems like news to us. You'd think CNN would be covering it. Like, what the hell? How many companies can say that? But that's not what they're covering. If you were watching the Unix show over the weekend, you learned that it's actually Fox News that suffered a week of, quote, embarrassing headlines. (laughs) Dr. Freud. We point up lots of examples of transparency. Right. That's, that's, what, I, that's what I liked. So, hey, committed. first of all, Tucker is correct. <laughs> like, it's hilarious. <laughs> first of all, it's a great line. There are more pedophiles at CNN than people that have died of Omicron. But, like, so right there, he's calling Brian Stelter a eunuch, and he's giggling to himself and all that. And it's like, why do we get up in arms like Chris Cuomo is a journalist? It's like, no, he isn't. They're characters. They're silly people. They're radio DJ. They're fucking 90s talk radio guys. Right. Right. You know, so it is weird that like we take these guys seriously at all. And I, I think Tucker's funny. Like, I thought that was very funny. But he's not like a news. He's not fucking Walter Cronkite, you know? <laughs> Steve's grandma points out that laugh. And I'm like, <laughs> it is weird, especially the face he makes when he does it. The laugh, the only reason I played it is the laugh. The idea of a guy on the news, like when, uh, you know, uh, fucking Cronkite cried when Kennedy got shot. That was like a big Same deal. Thing. Like a tear came down his eye. It's like, oh my God, a guy's showing emotion. <laughs> now Tucker's slapping his knee and sliding off his chair. Calling one of the hosts a eunuch. <laughs> <laughs> That's the news. He does look like one. Well, listen. Who am I to judge? It's a different arrow we live. Stelter's also got the pedophile look. Well, I, Brian Stelter was a dick to Steve Robinson, so I, I know where my allegiance lies. Fuck you, Brian. Yeah. Brian. Brian. He looks like a Brian. He does. It's like a boring schlub. I got more aliens flying over my house. Did you hear that? No. Oh, it's the second time. Maybe, no. maybe PGA caught that one, too. Hopefully. Um, I did just see, though, he did catch my Felger story. <laughs> oh, good. Good. I'm glad. That deserves to be out there. Yeah, I did word that wrong, so I'm sure he cut that beautifully. <laughs> I thought, oh, brother, this again? <laughs> this again? Come on. <laughs> what, do you want an autograph, Felger? <laughs> I told you last time, I'm just a human being. Will you leave me alone? You must have seen me at Laugh Boston that one time. I told you, Michael, I'll give you broadcasting tips another time. Just let me be with my family. It was just a hey, but it was like awkward eye contact. <laughs> That's all. Um, now, this is what this is what really uh, riled me up about the COVID shit mm-hmm. is when I started seeing stuff like this. So as I've pointed out, um, you see numbers like 
0.02% of people are dying from this Omicron variant. Mm -hmm. And yet they're restricting, like the unvaccinated are now being treated like the scourge of society. We're not allowing them into bars or restaurants or concert venues or gyms. They're just need not apply unvaccinated. You are not welcome here. Right. Your kind is unwelcome. Um, So, like I get it. Listen, it's a you know a dreaded disease that's affected a few people, but this is where it starts to get real creepy. There was a commercial run coaxing people to get the vaccine, and tell me if when you hear this, if you're someone that's like, hey, there's nothing suspicious going on. Tell me if when you hear this, you have to at least question why are we doing this. Dear Santa, I don't want games. I don't want toys. Just get me the COVID vaccine. This holiday season, there's no better gift than peace of mind. Get vaccinated today. Visit COVID19.nj.gov. That was put out by the New Jersey Department of Health. It comes across like a Target commercial. (laughs) There's peppy music, and it's like, hey, we've got deals this Christmas. Get yourself a vaccine. Nothing better than peace of mind. That's not what I had after watching this commercial. No, no, Santa. Oh, God. (laughs) No, no, Santa. I'm in 1930s Germany. I do not want a PS4. I would love love a shot, please. (laughs) Oh, oh, God. Where am I? (laughs) That gives me very little peace of mind. Mama, can I please get... Play the voice again. Okay. <laughs> I don't want toys. Just get me the COVID vaccine. This holiday season, there's... <laughs> Mama, statistically, it won't f- affect kids my age, but I still want to be protected. Just get me the COVID vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This is a scary fucking society. <laughs> No shit. Like, why? Who is that for? I have no idea. Just get me the COVID vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mom, I want the proper antibodies. (laughs) Just get me the COVID vaccine. (laughs) Mama, what's hydroxychloroquine? By the way, when I was a little kid, I watched Rugrats, and there was a whole episode about how scary booster shots were. (laughs) Mommy, Joe Wogan is debunking a lot of your theories. (laughs) Just get me the COVID vaccine. Mama, have you seen a lot of the studies that Dr. Peter McCullough has put out? Just get me the COVID vaccine. (laughs) Mama, Tucker says there are more pedophiles at CNN than people that have died of Omicron. Just get me the COVID vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) Omicron. (laughs) Oh, it is. It's a scary world, but you gotta laugh, gang. Am I right? Just get me the COVID vaccine. If you ain't laughing, you're crying, I say. 
<laughs> I called the police on my mom because she wasn't masked. <laughs> Terry creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, I've seen them blow vaporizer smoke out of those masks. I'm not sure how effective they are. <laughs> Ted said, great. My kids are all set for Christmas. You monster. <laughs> oh, I like, I like that he's saving a few bucks at least. Yeah, it's free. <laughs> it's free. You didn't save money. I, that's what, what Ted, I want is uh, the Ted, conspiracy yeah. theorists version of this commercial. Uh, they're telling us to do a show with Channel Zero about this in the chat. Oh, never again. <laughs> we won't lower them to our level. <laughs> e can come on. <laughs> we wouldn't reduce them. E can come on if he wants. And probably Elvin, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just not that other cunt. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that, is, that is insanity. <laughs> Come on, Ted, get him a Game Boy. Clearly didn't save money in his 30s. Am I right, people? Uh, Mama, they say this sounds a lot like show me your papers. <laughs> How do you answer for that? What does that mean? <laughs> Just get me the COVID vaccine. Aren't we going down a similar road to Adolf Hitler? <laughs> Just get me the COVID vaccine. <laughs> Hitler? <laughs> and Mussolini. <laughs> Mommy, I'd like to return all these toys you got me. <laughs> Just get me. That's what I like that it's fetishizing it. Like, I don't want any toys. You know what, Santa? Don't even come. <laughs> I'm not adding the vaccine to my list. I'm Just making it the only item. COVID vaccine. <laughs> oh, that is such a disturbing, <laughs> such a disturbing piece of audio. It really is. <sighs> From the New Jersey Department of Health, mind you. Mommy, Dr. Fauci is a, a vaccine salesman. He was the bad guy in the movie Dallas Buyers Club. Because Mommy, he, they say Dr. Fauci's wanted to be famous since the 70s. <laughs> he said today somewhere I saw that uh, there's no chance he's going away from this. Oh, good. Someone asked if he would step aside and he said no chance. This is my bad. It's like fucking uh, Pedro telling Grady Little to leave him in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't end well. <laughs> 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 Mommy, can we sponsor booster shots for kids in Africa this Christmas? <laughs> now, I feel like we've had some pretty good lines in this riff. I'm curious to see here because uh, I have a theory. I'm not sure if you're, I'm not sure if you've picked up on this at all. Mm -hmm. But my theory is uh, Matt from Rhode Island, a vaulted podcast, who does a damn fine job uh, on why are you laughing. Yep. And always there's a plethora of clips for why are you laughing. But I don't think he listens to this podcast. No. And not only that, I don't think like I think he very much doesn't enjoy the idea of listening. I think you're wrong. 2 weeks ago, he didn't send me any clips for the for the for this show. And then he texted me. I didn't mention it to him because I was like, yeah, he's a busy guy. I understand. Mhm. Mm 
Um, he texted me <laughs> this week and he was like, Hey man, I'm sorry about that. It was totally slipped my mind. Going to be ton of clips this week. I got two. <laughs> <laughs> and they were both like early in the show. Oh, really? This is what Justin used to do to me too, where I was like, I'm pretty sure you only listened to the first five minutes. You don't remember? All right. So that was, so here we are here. Here we're doing what we, we joked about going back to memory lane. One of the first episodes I think was titled Craig's grandma. The first words out of Craig's mouth. <laughs> it was called Craig's grandma where I said, sorry, I'm late. Uh, my grandmother had surgery and I, like, it was unexpected, but she's fine. And then we moved on. That was it. <laughs> and the title of the episode was Craig's grandma. Justin literally listened to the first sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's when I said, you can just upload the episodes now. Yes. Uh, I've been doing it for three months or something. Oh, that's it. Then it was later than that. No, this is Craig's grandma. I'll go back and look. Was like our that's third. Right. That's a long time ago. Yeah, that was like our third episode or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always feel bad asking people. Justin, mad. They got things to do. I understand, yeah, but now. it's funny. No one can ever tell me like, "Hey, man, I don't have time for this." It's always like, "Oh, I love, love it." <laughs> <laughs> I'd I should be paying you, Mike. <laughs> Until you said uh, he is actually technically. I guess that's true. Yeah. So that's why I think he does actually listen. He's just very busy right now, I'm guessing. I don't know. Oh, I know. That's why I don't bitch about it. Like, like I said, he's not my employee. I don't bitch about it. You know what I mean? Right. But it is funny just to notice, like, yeah, these are both from the first 10 minutes. That's fine. He can do that because the clips and everything and the work he's doing on Why You Laughing is outstanding. That's spot on. He does damn good, damn good business on Why You Laughing. I would like to point out he's on that show, but, you know, other than that... <laughs> Well, again, that, that's my point. I just thought it was a funny thing that you would have ruined. <laughs> we have to get serious now. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, for those of you watching live, uh, the free episode coming out on Thursday is Rogan vs. Mencia. Yeah, but uh, this is literally for only patrons and they've already seen it. Yes, but the episode will be out Monday. Right, so the people that are listening to this that aren't patrons already, they'll be getting uh, <sighs> they'll be getting Seinfeld this week. Yes, I understand. I was getting there. <laughs> I I think we're confusing our timelines here. I don't think we are. I think one of us is. So this comes out Monday. If we're talking to the people that don't uh, that aren't patrons. I said, God damn it. Let me just start over. What I said All is right. if you're watching this live mm -hmm. on Patreon, the episode that comes out Thursday is Rogan versus Mencia. I went to you for reassurance that that was the episode and you had no idea what I was talking about. The free one. Yes. Oh yes. Thank you. Correct. <laughs> and then what I was going to say after that, if we didn't get so sidetracked was, and if you want to subscribe to patreon.com to get these episodes a week early, if you are a free listener, then do that because the next one will be us dissecting Jerry Seinfeld. Mike. And uh, yeah, what? We were talking to two different people. <laughs> you, you, but you, I was the one talking was the problem. That's true. I was, I got a lot going on over here. There's like, you know, things happening that I had to pay attention oh, to. What's happening? I don't know. I was making shit up. No, all right, good. Because that almost infuriated me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> a lot of big important things happening back here. <laughs> yeah, so the free episode is uh, Rogan vs. Mencia, and uh, the Patreon episode will be uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Is Jerry Seinfeld funny? I think will be the ti- title. Correct. Is Jerry Seinfeld a good comedian? What's a better title? I, I just think uh, is Seinfeld. Is Jerry Seinfeld funny? I think it has be a good to, title. It has to be the title. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, we dissect it. And we come to a conclusion, I think, at the end, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Correct. Um, so yeah, check all of that out. Been- Subscribe, give a five-star review. And yeah, shout out to Vaulted Podcast and Metaphor Island, because I joke. But he does a good job with uh, that podcast. And I think it looks uh, quite sharp. He does, he does a good job with that podcast, he says. Well, he does. <laughs> this one, I can't, you know, I'm not going to lie to people. <laughs> PGA. Although he did have a good diggerous once when I critiqued his clips. Yeah. Uh, I said that he wasn't finding, I said he was leaving like t- too much, uh, um, he didn't trim out enough fat. I said he should just go for the, the funniest moments. And he said, I'm merely a man of flesh and bone. Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a year it's been. Remember those two lines we've had in the last 12 months, folks? It's been a hell of a year. Hell of a year. It might be my last one. I might die. We can only hope. Yeah. Fuck it. We should, uh, maybe next week, we should look back at the first episode. Oh, God. I don't want to do that. Not the first episode, because that was just me. I know what you the meant. The first episode with both of us. I know what you meant. I just yeah. don't want it. It's going to be so <laughs> bad. But last night we recorded a very good show. Ah, yes. Um, uh, I talked to everyone because the flu was in my house the week before. Mike was remote. or uh, The plan was for Mike to be remote because his family ended up getting the flu, which uh, I'm pretty sure he gave to my family and his own. Um. So we had Killer on for the first 45 minutes, and Mike eventually came on. So I call Matt, and I say, hey, man, everyone's kind of sick, so if you want to do the show from your place, that's fine. Uh, And he goes, yeah, no, I'm just kind of sick, but uh, it's fine. I can come up there. I go, is it COVID? He says, no. So I go, sweet. So he comes to my house. We have a great old time. We're recording, having a fun show. It was a long show, hour 45. For us, it's long. Uh, I go to work this morning. I get a call from Matt. He goes, Hey, I go, what's up, buddy? Uh, uh, I went to eat breakfast and I couldn't taste it. And then I went to the bathroom and I sprayed <laughs> cologne and I couldn't smell it. So I, <laughs> so I took an at home test and it is positive. Like I go, when he said, no, what did he mean? Huh? When he said, no, had he been tested? I assume so. <laughs> So I go, so when you tell me last night when I go, is it COVID? You said no. And then not even 12 hours later, you you tested positive. Yeah. I go, you could have told me that you didn't actually know because then right. I would have just said stay home. You, exactly. Yeah. It was, I, prob- I would have said probably not. Right. And then that would have led you to say, well, if it's a risk at all, don't bother. You know, Matt, because, you know, I have kids and shit and Christmas is a big deal for us and my parents and shit. Yeah, I think maybe single guys just don't think about that shit at all. Matt's also very, uh, what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he doesn't Vocal care. fry. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so uh, he he did the at-home test, which I, I was like, well, who gives a shit? Because uh, he, when he called me and told me, he goes, 
yeah, I took the at-home test. Uh, it's positive. And I go, well, those are false all the time. He goes, no, but I cooked breakfast. I couldn't taste it. Michael, God, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had had the flu this week uh, in my house. So when he was here, I was kind of purposely trying to avoid him as much as possible when we were recording. I didn't look at him, and I was just talking forward, so there was no, like, I was being really weird anyways. But I don't think it's going to happen. Apparently, this thing's contagious as fuck. Oh, meaning um, you gave it to him? No, he gave it to me. I was just trying not to get him the flu because, you know, he said he didn't have COVID. Oh, okay. Meanwhile, that would have been great if the end result was you gave him COVID. <laughs> no, that fucker gave me COVID, possibly. <laughs> like, everyone's like, you should uh, go get Well, you should good go luck. Get, You're yeah. unvaccinated, so you'll probably die. No, no, no. I'm going to prove... I'm going to prove this is this is what's going to make me die. I'm going to prove it's it all, all fake. <laughs> it was two years of confusion until one man <laughs> By the way, showed us all. I need the record to show. They're going to clip what I just said when I die. That, yeah. That'll be the clip. I just want to prove what I have said in the past is it is very real. I just don't like needles. We'll be too busy high-fiving and grab-assing to play any clips when you die. Mike's like, fuck, I didn't have to fire him, thank God. Popping champagne. I didn't have to have that awkward conversation about telling him I'm done with him. <laughs> he's, just, <laughs> he's just dead. <laughs> I got the sense that Craig finally understood our message, and I say our because now me... Ted Sarandis, uh, <laughs> Kirk 5K, and all the other patrons have had to parent Craig and walk him through this process. But it seems like now he understands our point, right? About what, what, the last week's thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I knew what you meant. I thought you meant like... <laughs> I, I knew what you meant. I just disrespected it completely. <laughs> no, no, no. That is not true. I took it as like a don't talk to anyone thing, and I was like, I am a fucking 35-year-old man. Just have some goddamn common sense. I knew what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, boy, a contentious episode to finish out the year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> you guys hear anything? Um, you guys were, were, I know we're doing stuff you're not used to hearing and all that, but we really do hope you have a, a Merry Christmas. I guess. Yeah. I don't. For most of the people listening to this, they've already had one. That's true. Want to get back into that uh, debate? <laughs> so who are we talking to now? The patrons <laughs> or the free people? <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you for uh, uh, a long and arduous year here on patreon.com slash blind Mike. Uh, I have genuinely enjoyed it, and I appreciate all of you. The same shit I said on Thanksgiving. You remember that, right? Yeah. Except this, say it twice. Except this time it's Christmas and our one year anniversary. Yes. Well, no, almost, almost. Yeah. Uh, next week. Yeah. If you're, if so, you're, the, if we're talking to the free people again, it's next week. <laughs> All right. Enough of this. <laughs> we should have ended after uh, the vaccine kid. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> this is playing too long. Classic us. Am I right, people? All right, everybody. Take us home, Garrison. I hope you're from you soon. Until then, have yourself a great day, and as always. Rock on. Stop the baloney, huh?